This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Our show is sponsored by Compass Retirement Advisors and I'm your host, Mike Graber. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 812-787-0809 or you can visit us online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And uh, a reminder, while you're there on the website, you can click on the radio page tab and check out our past shows if you've missed any of those. And you can also uh, access the uh, Apple Podcast and and Spotify. So please don't hesitate anytime you have a question about retirement uh, to uh, give us a call uh, and we can be happy to visit with you over the phone or uh, set up a face-to-face meeting. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to touch a little bit more on Social Security. There were a few important points that we weren't able to fit into Uh, the prior two shows that we did on Social Security. So we want to kind of touch that up a little bit today. But before we jump into that, I want to provide our usdebtclock.org update. U.S. debt, and this is as of uh, October the 14th, $28,875,012,000,000. Debt per taxpayer is $228,000,000 thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars total unfunded liabilities and this is the number that we're actually more concerned about here at compass retirement advisors than we are just the 28 trillion of debt but the unfunded liabilities these are promises that the government has made that uh, they don't have the money in the checkbook to pay those are one hundred and fifty seven trillion seven hundred ninety four billion nine hundred and fifty million dollars liabilities per U.S. citizen, $474,000. And why do we provide this reminder uh, and update almost every week? It's because we believe that eventually uh, the the members of Congress and the president are going to be forced to deal with this debt issue, deal with this unfunded liability issue. Included in the unfunded liabilities, again, uh, are promises for Social Security. And, and Medicare and those uh, trust funds are being rapidly depleted. And we believe that uh, the solutions uh, will be a combination of uh, increased tax rates on all Americans and uh, perhaps uh, some reductions and changes in qualifications for programs. And if you've not considered how those are going to impact your retirement income, we encourage you to uh, take a deep breath and think about that a little bit and make sure that the current plans you have in place uh, are uh, addressing the likelihood of increased taxes, uh, the potential for reduced benefits. And we're also, uh, as everyone knows, uh, looking uh, right in the face of uh, inflation numbers that we've not seen in some uh, 30 years. So if you're not sure that your plan is up to date and is structured to take on uh, those challenges, Uh, give us a call again at Compass Retirement Advisors. My direct line is 812-787-0809. 
Uh, I want to welcome in uh, my co-host, as always, uh, uh, Tony Shore. Uh, Tony, uh, it, it's good to have you uh, here with us today, and, and we're going to pick up, as I said, and, and kind of finish off some notes that, that we want to make sure uh, people are aware of on, on Social Security. Well, yeah, most definitely. And Mike, thanks for having me on the show. I always cringe when you read those debt clock numbers about our U.S. debt. And uh, it makes me concerned for our economy and, you know, for our own finances. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad you're here to provide us with helpful tips uh, on what to do and how to have a plan in place. Uh, that's what it's all about. Um, and this topic today sounds like a, a really, really good one that you have lined up for us. Um, you know, um, I'm always excited when we get into a conversation about Social Security because I think for most people, it's one of the most critical elements of their retirement strategy. So how do you want to get us started with that today? Well, we've got a a few different articles that we're going to pick uh, some pieces from, but that you're right, Tony, you know, with uh, the economy and and the the debt news as it is, you know, making sure that as uh, someone approaching retirement, understands you know the ins and outs and and some of the finer points of social security you know getting social security right making the right uh, timing decisions on when to start social security uh, that can help offset uh, you know things that that might be brought uh, to us you know through this debt picture but uh, one of the big changes and let's just start with this you know back in, in early 2021 was an increase in Social Security's full retirement age or the age at which a person qualifies for their full monthly Social Security benefit. And that would be our first reminder for everyone is to know when your full retirement uh, age is. And we'll explain more uh, about uh, FRA, full retirement age and full benefits, you know, during the show today. Um, you know, we know that you can begin collecting Social Security when you turn 62. But if you do, you'll only receive a prorated amount of what the full benefit would have been, uh, which for many people, you know, that in itself is incentive to continue working through uh, their full retirement age or, or beyond. Um, in addition to uh, the, the increase in the full retirement age this year, there were some other changes in, in Social Security. Um, those were included a, a slightly larger reduction if you file early before your full retirement age and a slightly smaller benefit if, if you delay. So needless to say, uh, we're gonna uh, cover a lot um, as we wrap up uh, our, our Social Security information. Sure. Um, I think that, let's let's go to a US News and World Report article. The title of that is Social Security Retirement Age Increases. Uh, and again, this re- references uh, the beginning of 2021, uh, but it does a good job of, of pointing out uh, the more important changes to Social Security with regard to full retirement age. And the article notes uh, that, you know, full retirement age is, has been slowly adjusted upward. And right now it's between, you know, 66 and 67, depending on, this is the key, the year of a person's birth. Uh, for instance, full retirement age for those born in 1959 is 66 and 10 months. And that is where I fall, Tony. I was born in in 59. So I've known for a long time that if I want to receive 100% of my projected Social Security benefit, I have to uh, not begin claiming that until 66 and 10 months. Uh, And that year uh, is noteworthy uh, as well because, you know, 59 uh, birth year, people are gonna be turning 62 throughout this year. 
And so that's uh, the first option or the first time that we can make a decision to begin collecting Social Security. Now keep in mind, if we do so, that we're going to receive a smaller monthly benefit as compared to waiting uh, closer to our full retirement age. And at full retirement age, again, we would get the full benefit. So um, I fit right in there uh, this year. I'll be 62 in uh, just a, a few weeks. And so 66 and 10 is my uh, full retirement age. Well, yeah, and that's that's huge. And this is great information. Walk us through, though, some of the steps we can take to ensure we're maximizing our Social Security benefit then. Well, uh, let, let's do spend some time uh, on that. And, and again, I want to reiterate the importance of understanding you know your retirement age so if you're one of those people who like uh, me turned 62 uh, this year if you choose to file right away you'll receive just under 71 percent of the amount you would have received if you'd have waited until your full retirement age of 66 and 10 months so remember every month that you wait or you postpone filing you'll earn a slightly larger monthly check, and that is for the rest of your life. And uh, an example in the article, that if you were eligible for $1,000 a month uh, in benefit at your full retirement age, if you do file at 62, you know, you're cutting your benefit. It's your choice. You're cutting your benefit down to a little over $700 a month. Um, And our listeners should also note that Social Security's annual cost of living adjustment, commonly referred to as COLA or COLA, that's applied to the amount of your smaller benefit uh, if you file early as well. So, um, you know, in the example we're using here, the cost of living benefit, instead of it being applied to the $1,000 a month, would be applied to just slightly over um, 700. And uh, by the way, Tony, I think uh, the news isn't official yet, but it would be here any minute, um, possibly even today. It looks like that the cost of living adjustment for 2022 is going to be around 5.9% after wow. many years of there being uh, just practically a flat, uh, a significant increase in uh, Social Security here. Yeah, the largest uh, increase, the largest increase, they say, in 40 years. Yep, yep. So uh, I, I know uh, lots of things, uh, the prices have already gone up from inflation. And, and that's, you know, the consumer price index drives that that number on, on the COLA. So, sure. um, so, so it doesn't uh, necessarily equate to extra dollars. It's just dollars to maybe keep up with things that have already increased. In, sure. In so what's, what's another way to ensure we're maximizing that Social Security benefit? Well, it, 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 the, the basic answer to that is the longer you wait to file, the, the larger that monthly check's going to be. And it's not just uh, waiting until your full retirement age, which we said in our example here for, for me today, 66 and 10. Um, it's it's the scenario, uh, the magic number is really 70 because you're able to uh, delay until 70 taking your benefit. And uh, anytime from your full retirement age through age 70, that check's going to be slightly bigger. So let me kind of put this in an example. Let's say that your full retirement age was 66 and you wait until 70. Well, for every 12 months, the person waits beyond their full retirement age, you receive an 8% credit on your benefit. So that 
delay equates to an extra 32% added to your benefit beyond what you would have collected at your full retirement age at 66. And here's a question that, that we sometimes pose uh, to uh, the people that we're working with. Let's say you've got assets in, in, in the market or investments and you've got your social security. Uh, my social security is guaranteed to go up 8% in that next 12, 12 months as far as my, my base benefit. Uh, it's unlikely that the investments that I have are guaranteed uh, to, to go up like that. So when you're looking at creating your income plan, it's really important to take that into consideration. You have a, an asset and we really want clients to look at social security uh, as an asset and manage it uh, accordingly. So I, I think that that that's a, a really important understanding uh, to have. Uh, you know, delaying beyond age 66, uh, we can earn an additional um, 8% a, a year wow. in, in credit on, on our base. Yeah, and I mean, you know, 32% a, a month isn't anything to sneeze at. That could make or break a retirement, right? Oh, it, it sure can. And uh, when we're looking at it, you know, getting the income plan to add up, uh, many times the numbers do work best if a person uh, delays uh, to 70, provided sure. they have other assets that can help them them get there. So, you know, and I, I get it. I, I see Social Security, you know, these decisions can be a little intimidating, especially uh, when you consider really how essential it is. You know, for most people, Social Security makes up, you know, the biggest portion of their their annual income. Uh, but with all the rules and the nuances, as, as we've been discussing so far today, getting the timing just right, it, it's really critical. Uh, ultimately, uh, for our listeners, if you have any concerns uh, about building your Social Security strategy or you think you could benefit you know, from a second opinion, you know, please give us a call um, and we'll be happy to provide you with our Social Security maximization uh, report. Uh, that report is designed to help you understand kind of the sweet spot within your financial plan of when to begin taking your social security so that you're not uh, leaving dollars uh, on the table. Sure. Uh, What's that phone number where our listeners can reach you? 812-787-0809. And then the website again is Compass Retirement Advisors LLC.com. Tony, there's another another article, uh, U.S. News and World Report, and this one is the Social Security retirement age increases uh, in 2021. And there's some key information in that article about Medicare. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Medicare is right up there in importance with uh, Social Security for many of our listeners. So I want to touch on on that just uh, uh, a little bit. While Social Security, as we've said, has um, a full retirement age, and it you know continues to nudge up as uh, time time passes. The age when most Americans qualify for Medicare remains age 65. Uh, so remember, even if you wait to file for Social Security, you still need to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65, or keep your uh, employer-provided or private health insurance. Uh, to avoid the, the pe- potential significant penalty for enrolling late. So uh, as we're saying, even though you may delay on Social Security, you still want to sign up for Medicare at 65, uh, even if you're keeping your employer-provided uh, plan, because there sure. is a penalty for uh, waiting beyond age 65 to sign up for Medicare. So you sure. want to avoid that penalty yep. and uh, go ahead and sign up. 
Yeah, nobody likes uh, late enrollment penalties or late fees. Uh, what's next? Well, I, I think, um, you know, in addition to avoiding the late fees and, and the penalties, you know, one of the reasons you uh, build yourself a or you, you want to build the, the comprehensive financial strategy is to avoid those little things and make sure that uh, a little thing, a, a small oversight doesn't turn into to penalties. But uh, one more note about uh, Medicare. While a lot of retired folks, you know, do have uh, those premiums taken right out of their Social Security check, if you sign up for Medicare before Social Security, you do have to pay those Medicare premiums out of your own pocket until you begin uh, taking uh, Social Security. So just kind of be aware of that as you're budgeting for uh, retirement. You know, a lot of people retire before they actually start receiving Social Security. So you'll want to budget for that uh, Medicare premium sure. until your Social Security starts. Sure. Well, I think another, let's let's jump ahead to another fact about Social Security, and that's uh, spousal benefits. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, uh, really, really important factor. And this is a mistake that, that we see uh, more often than, than we would like to, that an individual will make a decision based on their Social Security without regard to how it impacts um, the spouse. So uh, one of the factors that, that we want our listeners to consider is you know how these decisions affect the spousal benefits. So. Uh, a, a spouse is entitled to claim their benefit based on their own work history, or they can take as much as 50% of the higher earning spouse's benefit. And here's the key, Tony, whichever is greater. Mm. Uh, and, and it's worth looking into both to make sure uh, that uh, we're getting the maximum benefit. And, and this is a really critical point. Uh, when making the decision on when to, to take Social Security, you have to consider the impact on the surviving spouse. And, and here's the key, especially when one spouse's Social Security benefit is significantly lower than the other spouse. And we'll talk a little bit more on that here um, in, in just uh, a, a minute or two. And another point that applies to divorced couples if you were married for 10 years or more, and there's some other criteria that goes along with it, you may be able to claim your Social Security benefit based on the ex-spouse's work record. Wow. So that's something that uh, um, we, we've, we've seen uh, some people not aware of. And, um, you know, if you can draw on the ex-spouse for a period of years and then maybe draw on your own, that might be a good way to go sure. for some people. So what's another one a lot of our listeners might not be aware of? Well, here, here's one, Tony. Um, if you have dependent children younger than age 19, you may be able to get additional Social Security benefits for them that are worth up to 50% of your full retirement benefits. So you should note uh, this uh, potential benefit does come with some, some limitations. But again, if you have dependent children, make sure you ask Social Security uh, about benefits that you might be in, entitled to there. That's awesome. Now, uh, let's, let's jump to um, uh, taxes. I know that uh, people often uh, probably aren't aware that uh, Social Security can affect your taxes, right? 
It, it sure can, Tony. Um, there's a uh, an article uh, from Kiplinger, and uh, it, it really points out uh, some, some, some of the uh, importance of understanding the taxation on uh, Social Security. But this article, uh, taxes on Social Security can be a costly retirement surprise, is how they uh, titled the article. Uh, it's dated uh, February 22nd of 2018. Um, and it says, you know, depending on your income, uh, an individual or a household may owe tax on as much as 85% of their Social Security benefits. And uh, certainly uh, that's, uh, you know, important uh, to understand when you're working to plan and create your retirement income, uh, knowing uh, if the Social Security is going to be taxed and, and, and uh, how much of it is subject to tax. Um, it's going to affect, you know, the net in that um, household. So the first step toward this is to compute what's referred to as provisional income. So uh, oftentimes when we have our, our seminars, we'll ask people if, if they understand or uh, if anybody can explain what provisional income is. And unfortunately, uh, that's a term that most people uh, haven't heard. But uh, provisional income uh, is uh, the, the term that the government uses uh, to determine how much of your income is subject to tax. So it's based on your adjusted gross income. So your adjusted gross income plus tax-exempt interest, so interest from municipal bonds goes into provisional income on top of your adjusted gross income, and then the government's really kind, tongue-in-cheek I say that, 50% <laughs> of your Social Security benefit goes Whoa. into determining this provisional income. And provisional incomes, let's call it a threshold. So start with half of your Social Security, your adjusted gross income, and tax-exempt interest. So whenever we tell people that you know interest for municipal bonds is not totally tax-free, this is what we're talking about because it is included in determining how much of the Social Security benefit is is taxable. And then there are some thresholds in there. Uh, $32,000 thresholds, $44,000 thresholds. It's different for single uh, and, and married. But the overall point here is that everyone needs to understand what provisional income is, how it's calculated, and then that determines how much of your Social Security goes on your Form 1040, and then it's taxed at your highest marginal rate. So uh, just you know, as we wrap up here today, Tony, um, I think that's uh, probably the most important point that, that I would want to stress today on uh, retirement income planning is that it's not just uh, knowing um, what your Social Security benefit's going to be, it's when you take it, how you take it, how much of it goes onto your uh, Form 1040 and your tax rate. We're talking about net spendable dollars sure. and uh, making those decisions with uh, the right big picture view uh, is really important. And we offer a Social Security maximization report to help our uh, clients understand that timing. Sure. So, what, what's that phone number our listeners can call before we go here? 812-787-0809. 
And just a quick plug, we're going to be speaking to Maya McGinnis from the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. So I want our listeners to uh, uh, watch for those programs. We hope to air those uh, in November. You might look up Maya and her team at uh, crfb.org. And we'll see everyone uh, back here again uh, next week for Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. And we're going to be talking about legacy planning next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives it is prior to implementation.